Section thirty eight of The Underground Railroad, Part four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Underground Railroad, Part four by william still section thirty eight pamphlet and letters from mrs anna h richardson of newcastle england to the friends of the slave dear friends for some months past my dear husband and i have wished very gratefully to thank you for having so kindly assisted us in various anti-slavery efforts and we now think it quite time to give an account of our stewardship and also to lay before you several items of interesting intelligence received from different parts of the united states we will thank you to look upon this intelligence as private and must request you to guard against any portion of it being reprinted william s bailey we have had great pleasure in forwarding two hundred and twenty two pounds to our valued correspondent william s bailey of newport kentucky one hundred and sixty pounds of this sum in response to a circular issued at newcastle in the summer of last year and received by our friend david oliver who acted as treasurer and the remainder chiefly collected by our dear young friends in england and ireland after reading the account of his little daughter laura this money has been very thankfully acknowledged with the exception of the last remittance just now on the road most of our readers will be aware that w s bailey's printing office and premises were again ruthlessly attacked after the harper's ferry outbreak on the unfounded assumption that he was mediating a similar proceeding and that it was unsafe for a free press to be any longer tolerated in kentucky his forms and type were accordingly dragged through the streets of newport and a considerable portion of them flung by a mob of gentlemen into the ohio river a few extracts from his own letters will pretty fully explain both his past and present position the subscription list on his behalf is still open and any further assistance for this heroic man and his noble-hearted family will be very gratefully received and forwarded newport kentucky november nineteenth eighteen fifty nine from my letter of the seventh instant you will have learned the sad intelligence that my printing office has been destroyed by a brutal mob of pro-slavery men through the money i received from you and other friends in this country i was moving the cause of freedom in all parts of kentucky the people seemed to grasp our platform with eagerness and the slaveholders became alarmed to see their wish to read and discuss its simple truths hence they plotted together to devise a stratagem by which they could destroy the free south and in the meantime the harper's ferry difficulty by mr brown was seized upon to excite the people against me and the most extravagant lies were told about me as trying to incite slaves to rebellion intending to seize the united states barracks at this place arm the negroes and commence war upon slaveholders all these lies were told as profound secrets to the people by the tools of the slave power but these lies have already exploded and the people are resuming their common sense again 
I tried your plan of non-resistance with all my power. I pleaded with all the earnestness of my soul, and so did my wife and daughters. But though I am certain many were moved in conscience against the savage outrage, and did their work with a stinging heart, yet they felt that they must stick to their party, and complete the destruction. Slavery, indeed, makes the most hardened savages the world ever knew. The savage war-whoop of the Indian never equaled the dastardly cry of shoot him, cut his throat, stab him, and such like words most maliciously spoken. Slavery is the cause of this devilish spirit in men, but this outrage has gained me many friends, and will do much towards putting down slavery in the state. It will also add many thousand votes to the Republican presidential candidate in 1860. God grant it may work out a great good. I want to get started again as soon as I possibly can. As soon as I can raise $1,000, I can make a beginning, and soon after you will see the free South again, and I trust a much handsomer sheet than it was before. Newport, January 6, 1860. Yours of 12th month, 17th, 1860 is received containing a draft for fifty pounds and another of the little laura books which thank god is doing some good in newport and covington in the hands of two christian friends the renewed obligations under which the good people of england through your instrumentality place me and my abused people call for expressions of gratitude from both me and them beyond my ability to pen but you can imagine how we ought to feel in our trials and wants to such kind friends as you. Neither I nor my anti-slavery friends here can express our thankfulness in the elegant language your better educated countrymen may feel we should use. But, by the omnipotent judge of all hearts, I trust our feeble effort will be accepted, and you and yours be blessed and protected now and forever. Such encouragement strengthens me in the belief that the Spirit of God is abroad in the hearts of the people, moving them to sympathize with the poor, subjected slave. I have the promise of abler pens to aid me when I get started again, and I am glad to see that a poor working man and his family have been the means of calling the attention of men of letters to assist in raising from the dust a crushed race of men, and although the red clouds of war hover thick around us, and vengeance lurks in secret places, I trust, through the guidance of an all-wise director, to steer safely through the angry tide that now so often ebbs and flows around me. But should I fall, I trust, dear lady, that my dear wife and family may be remembered by the good and true. Newport, May twenty-fifth, 1860 I am glad to tell you that we feel it a great victory over the slave power to be able to rise again from our ruins, and in the face of slave-owning despots, denounce their inhumanity and their sins. I trust that Almighty God will continue to be with me and my dear family in this good work. You cannot but see, I think, by the southern press, that slaveholders begin to fear and tremble for the safety of their peculiar institution. The death of John Brown is yet to be atoned for by the slaveholding oligarchy. His undying spirit haunts them by day and by night, and in the midst of their voluptuous enjoyments, the very thought of John Brown chills their souls and poisons their pleasures. Their tarring and feathering of good citizens, their riding them upon rails and ducking them in dirty ponds, their destruction of liberty presses, 
and the hanging of john brown and his friends to intimidate men from the advocacy of freedom will all come tumbling upon their own heads as a just retribution for their outrageous brutality only let us persevere in oppressed humanity bent in timid silence throughout the south will rise and throw off the yoke of slavery and rejoice in beholding itself free newport august eighteenth i send you three copies of my paper since receiving your letter i and my family have done all in our power to get it out but we had to get old type from the foundry and sort it to make the sheet the size you now see it we hate to be put down by the influence of tyranny and you cannot imagine our sorrow anxiety necessity and determination i have received since the press was destroyed seven hundred dollars in all which has been spent in repairing and roofing our dwelling-house and repairing the breaches made upon the office together with mending the presses and procuring job type and some little for the paper but nearly all the latter is old type our kindest thanks to the liberty-loving people of your country scotland and ireland and tell them i shall never surrender the cause of freedom a little money from all my friends would soon reinstate me and when they see my paper i trust it will cheer their hopes and cause a new fire for liberty in kentucky i cannot but sometimes ask in my closest meditations o god of mercy and love why permittest thou these things but still i hope for a change of mind in my enemies and shall press onward to accomplish the great task seemingly allotted to me upon kentucky soil the persecuted bereans there is another call connected with kentucky which we wish to bring before our friends at a village in that state called berea situated in madison county a little band of christian men and women had been pursuing their useful labors for some years past they had validly held anti-slavery sentiments but this was the beginning and end of their offending they possessed a farm and sawmill etc and had established a flourishing school these good people were quietly following their usual employments when in the early part of last winter sixty-two armed kentuckians rode upon horseback to their cottage doors and summarily informed them that they must leave the state in ten days time or would be expelled from it forcibly all pleading was hopeless and any attempt at self-defense out of the question they bowed before the storm and hastily gathering up their garments in three days time were on their road to ohio their three christian pastors took the same course one of the latter has since returned to kentucky to bury his youngest little boy and a graveyard attached to one of the churches there he was enabled to preach to the people who assembled on the occasion but was not allowed to remain in his native state another of the exiles ventured to go back to berea but this immediately led to an outbreak of popular feeling for his sawmill was set on fire by the mob and presently destroyed the exiles are consequently still in ohio or wandering about in search of employment we have been privileged in receiving two letters respecting them from one of their excellent pastors john g fee this gentleman is himself the son of a slaveholder but gave up his earthly patrimony many years since for conscience sake and has since made it the business of his life to proclaim the gospel in its purity and to use every available means for directing all to christ on speaking of berea mr fee remarks the land was poor but the situation beautiful with good water 
at a favorable location in some respects they could have had locations more fertile and more easy of access but more exposed to the slave power it was five miles from a turnpike road with quite a population around it for a slave state in one of mr fee's letters he introduces a subject which we wish especially to bring before our friends feeling almost sure that many of them will respond to its importance you ask he says if there are not noble-hearted young people in slave-holding families there is one whom i desire to commend to your special prayer and regard elizabeth rawlings daughter of john h rawlings of madison county kentucky he was once a slaveholder but has twice been a delegate to our free soil national conventions and is a strong friend of freedom his daughter has had small opportunities for acquiring knowledge who was in our school at berea and making rapid progress our school was not only anti-slavery but avowedly anti-caste this made it the more odious when mr rogers and others were about to be driven away she announced that she would continue the school on the same principles accordingly she went into the schoolroom after a few days with a little band of small scholars and has perseveringly kept it up this noble and brave-hearted young woman is about twenty-two years of age has a very vigorous mind acquires knowledge very rapidly is very modest and is i trust a true believer in christ i desire to see her fitted for the post of teacher one year's study would greatly benefit her she has not gone beyond grammar and arithmetic i have not means or would at once give her those advantages she needs i once had a small patrimony but expended it in freedom's cause and now live on the small salary of a home missionary i have a daughter of fifteen as far advanced as miss rawlings i want to train and educate them both for teaching and had thought to educate the latter and suggest to some one to educate the other i do not urge but simply suggest this might be another cord binding the two continents lewis tappan of new york would receive to transmit and i would report now if we may lay before you dear friends our heart's inquiry it is this cannot we in england raise fifty pounds or sixty pounds for one year's schooling for these two dear girls elizabeth rawlings and j g fee's daughter it seems to us that the one deserves it from her noble daring the other as a little tribute to her father's virtues how delightful it would be if these two young people could become able teachers of our own rearing and in days to come be looked to as maintaining schools of an elevated character upon their native soil we have laid the case before a few kind friends and already had the pleasure of forwarding eight pounds to mr fee's care on behalf of his valued young friend elizabeth rawlings cornelia williams the next person to be referred to is cornelia williams a bright young niece of our friend henry h garnett's whom many of our friends kindly assisted to redeem from slavery in north carolina about three years since we rejoice to say this dear girl is going on very satisfactorily she has been diligently pursuing her studies in a school at nantucket and appears to be much esteemed by all who know her she kindly sends us a little letter now and then again returning her glowing thanks to all who assisted in procuring her freedom her mother dinah williams also a slave a few years since and redeemed in part by the surplus of the weems ransom fund has married an estimable baptist minister within the last year and cornelia resides under their roof end of section thirty eight recording by greg giordano 
Newport Ritchie, Florida. 